welcome to Dum 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 Die, an all female, all awesome D and D, and usually homebrew adventure. But this week we have a very special, special episode. We are going to be playing in the magical world of the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. We are part of an amazing group of podcasts that are all exploring Ravnica. And Ravnica is basically set within the confines, well, not confines, but basically set focused on 10 different guilds. So there's 10 podcasts and each one is focusing on a guild within uh, Ravnica. Also note, you don't have to play a guild, but I think they'll just be much more fun because politics and shenanigans and um, trying to get one over the other guilds is always worth, worth a lot of fun. So we will be playing uh, a guild called the Simic Combine. Before I introduce the guild more, let me actually introduce ourselves if this is your first time hearing Dum Dum Die. My name is Carla Harris and I'm the GM of the game. And we're actually based in South Africa, except for one of our players, Kurt, who is moved to China um, after joining us, but is joining us via special Skype and Discord and OBS. We have quite a, quite a setup to get her uh, through. I'm going to let my players introduce themselves and their characters and their character races as well. Um, because we were lucky enough to look at the Ravnica book, we are going to show you some races that you've never seen, some classes you've never seen. Um, and we just hope it excites you to play within Ravnica because we're very excited to play. So I'm going to start on my left. Kut, I think you'll go after Wednesday. So let's go on my left. Okay. Hi, guys. My name is Nicole. And the character that I am playing is Leah. Um, she is a Devkaran, which is a, a dark elf drow. Her skin is a copperish with a hue and traces of green. And she has this long, blonde, um, loosely plaited hair with um, hazel eyes. Uh, she has this beautiful leather corset and um, leather shorts with knee-high black combat boots. And that is basically what she looks like. Perfect. Nice to meet you, Leah. Guys, can we actually do cut? Because it's very difficult to say I'm a base of a, of a Dalkin and we haven't described what a Vidalkin is. Cut. Actually, let's go with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Hello, uh, I'm Kut. Uh, I'm the one in China. Woo -woo. And I'm playing a Vidalcan today. Her name is Azar. Uh, Vidalcans are basically humanoid looking, but they're taller than humans. They're a little bit slender. Um, they also have no hair and they have um, blue skin. And I call them Liz Taylor eyes because they're, they're violet. Woo -woo. Um, they have no external ears <laughs> and their noses are broad and flat. Perfect. And Vidalkins are usually part of the Simic Combine. Uh, she's a sorcerer. Oh, and then Leah is a? Leah is also a sorcerer. Perfect. Hi, my name is Kirsten. I'm going to be playing quite a bit of a different race today. I'm playing a Simic Hybrid, which is a Vidalkin like Kurt, but she is baby blue skinned and has been uh, experimented on genetically in, in a bio... Growth chamber. Bio growth chamber. Uh, she is baby blue in skin tone color. And she has uh, these massive spotted eagle ray wings that um, help her glide. And she also has two tentacles for what would be her hair coming down her back. Wednesday. Hi, I'm Wednesday. And today I'm playing the character Daria. 
Daria is um, of the merfolk. She has black eyes, um, ivory skin, and her hair is blue-black and wavy, and it's more like um, sort of kelpie rather than actual hair. She also has in her sort of leg form rather than with the tail, um, she has fins, uh, spiny fins along her forearms and on the sides of her legs. Yeah, and because she's a monk, she also has tattoos running down from her throat, um, down her abdomen and down her arms of little fish in different colors. Perfect. So those are the characters that are going to be playing our one shot within Ravnica today. Essentially, the Simic Combine, as I said, are biomancers and they're really focused on how can we improve the world, and, but the harmony of nature and the cityscape, but perhaps help evolution along a little bit. And how the Simic Combine works is it forms into different clades. So clades are basically research groups. And what's going to happen is our adventurers are forming a clade today and they are heading to the hall where they're going to be in front of the guild mistress. Her name is Zagana. She is also a merfolk. And that's where we begin. You are in the guild hall of the Simic Combine. This is in one of the Zonots. Zonots are essentially, um, there was an earthquake which created some, what the Simic Combine calls Zonots, but essentially it was holes inside Ravnica where water can come up a little bit and at each zonot is a Simic Combine uh, guild hall or clade. You walk into uh, the guild mistress's Zagana's hall. She is a speaker of the clade. She is not necessarily the be-all and end-all. She says she is prime speaker and anyone can overthrow her if they wanted to, just no one has. <laughs> Standing next to her is Rill. You know him quite well. He is a Vidalcan fighter and he is also uh, her friend and bodyguard. You, This would be your first time having a private audience with the Prime Speaker Zagana. She is sitting in a chair around the hall. You are in quite a cavernous room. The walls uh, are draped in algae. It's, it looks like it's grown there, but it's been sort of tastefully combed so that it, it looks decorative. So it's not changing how it grows. It's just formed to make patterns and swirls and um, interesting shapes. The room is quite cavernous as it opens up towards the ceiling. Uh, you know three floors below this room is access to water. This, however, is um, not in water because this is where uh, other people from Ravnica would actually come to have a meeting with uh, the Simic Combine. It's not usual because the Simic Combine is quite isolationist. As much as they do get involved in the guild politics, they prefer to keep to themselves. The Prime Speaker is sitting there and she is a shade of obsidian with shimmering uh, patches where the light touches her skin that look pearlescent. She has fighting uh, fins coming from her hips, spreading outwards in electric blue. Her hair doesn't look like hair so much as it looks like a fish's fighting fin, you know, like a, a Japanese fighter fish. 
Uh, she is holding a trident. Her armor, you're unsure when you look at it, you, you're unsure if her armor is part of her body or if it's over and on top of her body, as it appears the almost as if it's a carapace of her own body. Her legs, as Wednesday said, also have the fighting fins along, and she has electric blue patterning across her face as well. She looks at you with her golden eyes, and she says to you, Lia, Daria, Mantil, Azar. I have called you here. I know you are unformed in the clay as of yet. As this is a matter that is delicate, I thought it best to call upon a group that had not been formed on a project yet. Should you succeed, I will give your clade much renown. I have lost contact with one of our prime biomancers. I have not been able to speak to Radu in, I would say, and then Roll leans over to her. Roll is a Vidalcan uh, fighter. He leans over to her and he whispers. Uh, she nods her head. Yes, I would say two months. I know they were busy researching on the Guardian project. Um, so for those of you listening, the Guardian project is essentially what they call the projects of experiments and of building the Simic Combines. Uh, Simic hybrids. hybrids. Sorry, we are the Simic Combine. <laughs> I suppose it does build the Simic Combine anyway. Technically, so, Mantille would be a guardian. Yeah, so Mantille could call herself a guardian if she would like. I am also worried that sometimes uh, the usual might have happened. When she says the usual might have happened, uh, everyone would know that the Simic Combine also does experiments on building creatures, basically. Think Dr. Frankenstein. Um, and it's, yeah, and it's known that sometimes these experiments escape and try and kill their masters. So when she says the usual might have happened, that's code for she thinks um, a Crassus might have escaped and you need to go and save... Radu from this crisis. You will find him and his assistants. You will find them. They are busy undergoing their research and their growth chamber. It is at the Dead Bridge Cabin, Chasm, sorry, at Precinct 6. You will journey there. I I recommend the fastest way is to go under water as it is subterranean, the growth chamber. Half of it is above water and half is underneath. So perhaps if the crashes were to esca have escaped, it would be underwater. Um, are we all clear? Your objective is to save Radu, save his research and Return with news. Do you need anything else? Thank you, Prime Speaker Zagana, for entrusting this very important mission to us. Um, indeed. Uh, this is of utmost value of silence, which is why I 
chose from uncladed individuals. This is your new clade. You will keep it between us and yourselves. Yes, ma'am. Naturally. You may go. Uh, as you head down, you are going to head downstairs, uh, down two flights into the subterranean entrance where as you head down the first flight, you see a couple of uh, guild chambers, smaller meeting rooms. Uh, they all, all the walls have algae uh, decoratively arranged. As you start heading down the steps to the second level underneath, it starts submerging in water. So just to confirm, everyone can breathe underwater. The Vidalcans have amphibious um, breathing. Uh, merfolk obviously can be underwater. So you progress down the staircase as the water starts to submerge you. As you head underwater, you find yourself... Um, you all also have dark vision? Mm -hmm. Yes. Some form of dark vision. Yeah. So because you have dark vision, you are able to uh, see quite clearly in the water. The water is also quite um, clean because considering the fact that Ravnica is a fully built city and there's very little nature, the water was kind of like when the earthquake happened, the water's new and it's almost fresh. So it's underneath the, the world, essentially. So you are going to head and swim towards the Deadbridge Chasm, which you know exactly where it is. It will probably take you an hour and a half to swim there. Then all the Vidalcans drop. Well, uh, the cap of water breathing does extend to 10 people. Oh, okay. We can swim, Vidalcans can swim underwater for up to an hour and then need to long rest to do it again. Okay, so... Uh, you guys know that it would be an hour and a half, so before you submerge... Uh, the cap of water breathing is... Leah would... Yes. All extend right. an invitation to you guys. Do you want... <laughs> I'll Come sustain. into my bubble. <laughs> um, do you want to make a plan before you head into the water? Um, may Daria take the lead? Also because I'm assuming she moves faster than everybody else talk in the your, water as a talk monk. Talk with your clade. What, what is your movement speed? Because I move at 40 feet. Cool. All right, so ask them, tell them your plan. You guys have never worked together before, but the Summit Combine believes in working for the Summit Combine, and if one of the prime speakers asks you to do something, mm. depending on your, your view of the Summit Combine, you're happy to do it. All right, so Daria, in her enthusiasm for this mission, says, I shall take the lead. I'm assuming that I'm more familiar with these waters and that way at least I can take, I can keep a lookout for the rest of the, of the clade. She says as she submerges in towards the water and her legs change into fins. Into a fin. Into a fin. <laughs> Not like she's got two fins. Like no. bloop, 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 bloop. It is a very Although beautiful be long very tail. <laughs> wow, which is interesting neat. because it's a lot, she's a, she's a lot taller now. Mm. She's Lying very down, long. She's taller. <laughs> I think when you're in the in the sea, it's not tall; it's long. I think you're long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, man, I want to be tall. Okay. Um, cool. Leah la, 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 sees la, la, la. and <laughs> Leah's pretty impressed. So she's she's just going to be like, "Well, listen, I'm right behind you." Perfect. Yeah. Mantel just follows. She doesn't say much. Okay. As I says, I feel like we all know the water very well. But then she gets into the water. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, being part of the Summit Combine, all of you have been part of it for a while, so you've been in the water a couple of times. But you do all realize that those people who are merfolk or hybrids probably do have an advantage underwater. So you submerge yourselves and you start swimming along towards um, District 6 and towards Deadbridge Chasm. As you're traversing under the water, there are some areas that are new, not new to you, but the way they are changing is new. Uh, so some sewage is coming down, some grease and oil is coming down from the Izzet League and you are having to avoid those patches uh, because you would know that even, as much as the water disseminates that um, pollution, it would be quite poisonous to swim through that. As you swim closer to Deadbridge Chasm, the water gets darker and it starts to get a little bit thicker and it reduces everyone's swim speed by five feet because there's a lot of, quite a lot of algae and quite a lot of, um, you know, subterranean, like in a fish tank, you know, those little white things that float around. That's not poo. Plankton. 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 That's it. <laughs> the not poo one. Not poo plankton. <laughs> um, so there's actually also quite a lot of plankton in here. So you also know to swim with your mouth closed because otherwise you'll be nomming on plankton. Um, it is nutritious. <laughs> as <laughs> you also are swimming quite close to uh, the top of the water. So uh, while you, whilst you're swimming under the city, you can feel and see the, the land mass above you. And you're swimming quite close to the water because this area is especially filled with plankton. There are also quite large whales that uh, hang in these depths. You see in the distance, probably a hundred feet away, you see in the distance a lighter area. So you know this is where the dead bridge chasm, um, where the water surfaces onto the land. So it's probably the light shining. Um, it's only a little bit lighter because the dead bridge chasm is essentially a giant chasm in the land. And so for the light to travel from the top of the land to the bottom of the chasm, it's not going to be much light. Everyone roll perception for me. Let's roll. <laughs> Ooh. Not 20. Okay. Eight. Uh, Goddamn, guys. 19. Uh, what's this now? 14. Okay, so everyone except the merfolk <laughs> sees um, a large fin in the water. Um, it looks like the fin's probably 15 feet long from where the water ends. So if you can see 15 feet from the tail to the top of the water. Um, it is a mottled green color, which was why it was quite hard to see for um, for some of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the whales. Okay? My eagle manta eyes. <laughs> I have superior dark vision. I mean... It is superior. You saw that from the back. We know something <laughs> superior about it. Um, <laughs> and the tail is thrashing in the water. Would, um, with Mantille's history of her bond, is that she's 
previously helped create a crassus before, would you recognize this 15-foot fin to be a crassus? Well, so because every creator, basically a crassus is an amalgamation of two uh, usually amphibious species, or, no, it doesn't actually have to be amphibious, but you might not recognize it because that could be a whale tail. That's mottled green. Um, I mean, you can roll knowledge for me if you if you want to know that it's a crassus. But the thing is, you do know you're going there. Zagana did tell you it's possible that a crassus is preventing Radu from talking, like communicating. So it's highly likely that it is a crassus. Okay. okay. Can she roll knowledge? You can. Knowledge. Where are you? We don't have a knowledge thing here. Just like knowledge. history. Uh, <laughs> then I would just, just do it on intelligence. Okay. Good thing my intelligence Because it's good. not really – or, yeah, or history. Either or. But I prefer intelligence for this okay. one. Okay. So intelligence – then it would be 15. 15. It's definitely a crassus. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it's mixed with crocodile? Potentially the mottle makes you feel like it's mixed with crocodile. Okay. Uh, the skin tone, but you can't – guess what the other what else it's made of um also it's a category three crassus which is huge huge so as much as you see 15 feet of a tail you know it's probably 50 feet in size guys i think it's just time to get out of the water very quickly do not panic why there is a crassus that is huge um as oh, so I think it is part crocodile. It is time to get out. As Mantil uh, stops uh, Daria and Leah and Zah come swimming up to confirm what Mantil says, I assume. As a note for our international listeners, a crocodile is a version of, of a gator, an alligator. It is a very large version of an alligator. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a larger version. Alligators and crocodiles are not the same, y'all. They have different mouths. Hashtag, just so you know. They're completely different species, yeah. Hashtag, this is actually a biology lesson and we tricked you all into being here. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel like that's not not something the Summit Combine would do. do. It's like, while you're here, let's discuss the difference between alligators and crocodiles. Would you like me to show you a picture of a crocodile? (laughs) Um, so you're all sort of stopped uh, at this 100 feet, I'd say 90 feet away because you started swimming towards it. All right. Um, so I said, so you're about 90 feet away at this point because it would have taken you 10 feet to get Dario's attention, Mantil, and then the other two swim up towards you. Leah puts her head above water. So to get above water, currently you're still under the landmass. Okay. To the opening is where the the crassus is okay you could probably swim around and come at the crassus from the other side it feels like the crassus is on the first part of the opening as you swim towards it so if you wanted to get to an opening you'd from the direction you're swimming in you'd have to swim right past the crassus however if you went uh left or right and swam gave it a Uh wide berth and came from the front there would probably be the chasm is 80 foot wide I think so yeah so there'd be 70 feet before the crassus if you went swam around but then you'd have to swim 
another 200 feet forward yeah. and probably I'd say for safety swim 100 feet around. Um, how mm. long would it take in minutes to get to where the crisis is? Like for us to swim? Oh, because you guys swimming, yours is 15 feet? Yeah. Well, because you're going slower, sort of 10 feet, it would take you 10 minutes. 10, okay. Um, I have a question. So we are effectively we're at the chasm. Is that correct? The crassus is where the chasm is. Yeah, the crassus is in the chasm. It's in the chasm and that's where in we're meant opening. to be going. Yeah. So you can see that the crassus is only submerged to where you can see the fin. So you don't know what it looks like on the top. So Wednesday, did you make a – Did you were you in the middle of thinking about something? No, no, I'm done. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to ask a question. So the Carassus hasn't seen us yet, right? Well, its sure tail doesn't that. have eyes. It, so It has not seen well, us yet, okay? And we're probably not. Uh, okay. So I'm going to ask the, 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 the group. Um, all right. I have an idea, but I need to know yours, uh, if you want to try this, okay? We can, I can... We can blind or deafen the caresses and swim straight to it. Or... It is a caresses, not the caresses. A what? A caresses. A crisis. We are having a crisis of how to say It is crisis. a caresses. It's not a caressa. No, 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 it's a caresses. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. We... we... <laughs> Mantia like like whips out her her book and she's like trying to spell out crasses for you. She's finding it very hard to write underwater, yeah. although the pages have been treated to um, survive underwater. It's because the algae is quite thick and the plankton is sticking to the pages. Stop it, plankton! Oh, it's in the way. My pen doesn't work. Do you have a pen that works with squid ink, please? Um, uh, could you would realize that. Blinding would only work if it's if you're near its eyes, uh -huh, uh -huh. and and from what Mantil has told you, it's extremely large. So the the eyes are probably still forty feet above the water. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Azra, because so, you can only see the tail currently. Azra, if you want to get to the eyes, you're probably going to have to go through the stomach, get pooped out again, and then be. Like regurgitated to get close to these eyes. I was going to say, I don't think you know how bodies work because <laughs> it doesn't go stomach, but eyes. Well, like mouth. <laughs> no, it goes mouth, <laughs> goes too close to eyes, gets eaten from mouth, gets digested and pulled well, out and then well, hopefully maybe well, go for a second round. Leah just kind of shakes her head. Um, and like she's like, this is a great idea. <laughs> um, she tries to start writing in her book again of As like Mantille. an idea of another crisis. Mantiel wants to build a crisis that goes stomach, tail, eyes. <laughs> yes. Um, Leah suggests that we swim a bit closer because obviously we haven't been seen as yet. And then she suggests that she would um, cast minor illusion to distract. You know, the minor illusion is this big. And she like, she takes it on. She's like showing you probably about a 30 centimeter ruler. And she's like, you understand the crisis is like the size of a very large building. Yes. I could cause sleep. You, you know what? Why not? Give Wouldn't it a try. Put everybody I don't want to say no to, to everything. Well. Um, <laughs> so being part of the summit combine, you would, you would realize that. Uh, crassus of this size and especially because uh, 
Mantiel mentioned it to you that it's she thinks it's probably a category three crassus. Because it's so large, your any spell to affect its whole body would need to be very high powered. So I'm saying you'd have to cast it at like level 15 maybe. Um, so you realize that it's very high powered. I mean, you could cast sleep at it and if it worked, maybe one eye would be like, slow wink. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's super... Um, uh, because it's 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 Godzilla sized, basically. Can can okay. I make a suggestion? You know you know a play that was on in, in Ravnica many a month ago, the with the one with the giant lizard, I think based on pri- prior crisis incident that destroyed whole city. Yes, you would all know this play. It was held by the uh, Rakdos, um, the cult of Rakdos at one at one of the uh, play venues, and it was called Zilla of the Gods. <laughs> <laughs> It is like that play. I think best option is to swim around Wait. <laughs> and try and not let it see us. Okay. Wait. I have, I have idea. Yes. What Wait. is idea? Who's going first? Sorry. Okay, go, Do you want to go first, Kut? Are you sure? Um, yes. Well, my idea was to cast cloud, uh, fog cloud. I've got fog cloud that can shield us as we swim around. Also, it is water. Well, yeah, you, you know what? Cast fog in water. Azar, that's actually knowing Ravnica as you know Ravnica. That's actually not the worst idea because the algae is quite thick underneath. You wouldn't necessarily need it underneath. However, as you come up, because the chasm is so low down and there is water there, there is quite a bit of um, fog and cover at the bottom of the chasm because it's also quite moist, as this is where the Golgari rot farms are. So the Golgari are a clan that basically are the human, well, the life recyclers of the world. So when um, uh, people die, so I'm not going to say human because I'm just going to say people, Uh, when people die, the Golgari basically recycle them. West, not, want, not. Yeah, and they're very focused on using fungi and things like that. So it would be quite moist down there. So fog would not be, fog would be a very good stealth way to move forward because it's natural that fog would exist as you come up from the water. So Daria has been very deep in thought about this current crassus crisis. And <laughs> the crassus crisis. The crassus I feel crassus that is the name of our episode. And she, um, she <laughs> says, I think that we should indeed use your fog cloud, Azar. But at the same time, I also feel like we should swim as close to the body of the crassus as possible without, um, without touching it and along its back. And in that way, we get as close to the chasm um, surface, what is it, entrance, as possible, at the same time as possibly avoiding getting spotted by the crassus. Leah's in agreement with that, yeah. All right, so you're all going to start swimming towards uh, the crassus. Please, can everyone make uh, decks 
saving throws for me. Because as the tail is thrashing about, as you swim closer, you realize that the tail is not thrashing to keep the crassus suspended. So it's not like it's walking in one place, but the fish version. It's actually thrashing as if something quite violent is happening at the top. Okay. So uh, to not get whipped by a, an edge of the tail because uh, vision is it is quite hard to see even with your superior vision because the the tail thrashing back and forth is moving the plankton and moving the algae um, and making visibility quite hard. Okay. Uh, what did everyone get? 18. 9. 13. 19. So as you start swimming towards the tail, every time the tail f- uh, moves towards you, everyone swims a little bit further back and then begins to swim forward again. So it's a two swims forward, one swim back kind of um, situation, except the one time uh, Leah's eye got caught by um, some plankton, like splashed into her eye. Ow. And she wasn't paying attention and a tip of the fin uh, caught Leah across the face and please take, because it is a monstrous creature. This is going to hurt. Okay, four points of damage, but I did roll a D8. Because also the um, tension in the water also slowed down the hit a little bit. You're going to continue swimming. So you're going to start moving up the body of the... Yeah, along its body. So also the thrashing gets a little bit less the closer you get to the top as the thrashing's mostly happening at the the bottom split okay. area. So at the trunk of the fin. You are right next to the crasses. And as you swim up close to it and right next to it, you can see that indeed it does have the hard bark-like skin of a crocodile and it does have the nodules that a crocodile has. Like my dear is like, this is so fascinating. And she's like trying to write in a book. She's like, stop it, squid ink. And she's like trying to make her pen work. You are probably five five feet from surfacing. What are you going to do? But we still don't know what's on top, hey? You can't see through the, the layer of algae on the on the floor. Can Assumption? I cast oh, clairvoyance? Of the, the water? The water surface? On the surface of the water, which Miniscus. is your roof, which is their floor. Water. <laughs> I just wanted to say meniscus. Meniscus. <laughs> um, can I cast clairvoyance? So um, consult the orb of Watsi, please. Uh, you would know that in our in our setting, every Simic combine. Uh, guild member gets something called an orb of Watsi, which uh, if you ever feel truly lost and unsure of what to do, you can uh, consult your orb for information. <laughs> okay, so this is what it says. The orb of Watsi. Clairvoyance. You create an invisible sensor within range in a location familiar to you, a place you have visited or seen before or in an obvious location that is unfamiliar to you, such as behind a door, around a corner, or in a grove of trees. Does this, would this count as... Yeah, I mean, you, you all know Ravnica pretty well, but you've not necessarily swum up to Deadbridge Chasm, so you've not necessarily come from this area, because a lot of the Summit Combine know that it's actually quite gross in this water, which, yeah. you, which you have seen. But... 
it's kind of like looking behind a door because you're looking Pass behind the surface of the okay. uh, the surface of the algae. So I'll allow it. Okay, perfect. It says the sensor remains in a place for the duration and it can't be attacked or otherwise interacted with. When you cast the spell, you choose seeing or hearing. You can use the chosen sense through the sensor as if you were in its space. As your action, you can switch between seeing and hearing. A creature that can see the sensor, such as a creature benefiting from the sea invisibility or true sight, sees a luminous, intangible orb about the size of your fist. Cool. So as you swim to the top, you're five feet from the surface, um, it, it actually starts to smell like decomposition, but... What your what a compost heap would smell like after it's been damp for a while. This um, is gross. You can smell it even through the water. And as you're sitting there trying to decide what – swimming there, not sitting because otherwise you'd sink. <laughs> um, trying to decide what to do and hugging quite close to the crassus's, um trunk of its, of its fin, you hear bloop as a blue orb floats past you from Leah. <laughs> What is? What have you done? You're not. I really did not fancy getting eaten today. But you seem to be quite hellbent on piecing off the crasses very soon. Um, oh, I'm choosing seeing, by the way, not hearing. Okay. Um, so she's just not listening to me. Going, what the fuck is happening? As uh, so, you start to see uh, it moving through the water and through the the algae top as it breaches you see it continuing upwards and on the right of so where your backs would be facing is the wall of the gorge so cliff face basically um and the cliff extends on the left and right of you probably as far as the eye can see so the chasm is wide yeah the chasm is long sorry with it's as i said probably 80 feet across the orb floats up and against the against the cliff face is what you know to be a Simic laboratory. So it's uh, basically it looks like three dome shapes, uh, like a hardened glass with metal structure. So it's you can see out you know you're able to see out quite easily mm -hmm. however it's protected from the sun and protected from the elements so the glass is almost like one-way glass okay so you can't actually see in there is an edge of the growth chamber probably if you swam 10 feet to the right that you assume leads to a staircase that would let you inside the growth chamber um inside the laboratory mm -hmm. sorry not the growth chamber inside the laboratory Growth chambers are inside laboratories. And when the, the orb spins round, it sees that the crassus is, as um, Mantille mentioned to you, is probably above the water. So it's the 15 feet uh, long fin underneath, but above the water it's probably 60 feet long. You'd imagine as as your orb tilts upwards, mm -hmm. and it appears to have a a very its trunk goes into a rounded body that has uh, four legs, so two on each side, 
and it looks like it has a hardened shell on the outside. So it looks like it was a mix between a crocodile and a turtle. And at the top, it's got a very long neck and a very long face, facial area. And you can see tusks even underneath the jaw. So you're looking at the underside, so the chin of the of the crasses. You can see the, the tusks are actually hanging past the jaw. And you can probably see from your view, there's probably a hundred tusks around the mouth area. Are you describing this to Mantil? Yes, so... She is drawing so, furious. So <laughs> as you're saying this, I'm busy. I'll, I'm, I'm, letting, I'm letting everyone know what I can see. Um, yeah. And the crassus appears to be placing two of its feet on, you can assume, on one side of, of the laboratory. One foot is on the other side, the side uh, closest to you. And one is, is smashing, trying to smash through the middle dome of the laboratory. 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 Lab. <laughs> Mantille. Yes? Can you make suggestions on sensitivities or weak spots of this crisis? I would need to investigate closer, and I'm not sure this is the best of ideas. But I've drawn a great picture. And she shows you a relatively good picture, if somewhat a little smudged. Look. The squid ink is not good. Leah did mention to you that there is a, probably an entrance to the yeah. lab. Ten feet to your right. So um, she's going to point and she's going to suggest, guys, I think we need to go through there. It's just going to be so much easier and quicker. And, and safer? Yes. So uh, Leah, she, she's like, is that okay? And then she's waiting for everyone to give the go-ahead before she starts swimming. Montiel's tentacles will come from the back of the head, of her head, place Leah in the direction she wants to go, and it goes, lead on. Okay. Am I going to cast a fog cloud? I think this is a good idea. Okay. I think it's a Am good I idea, yeah. yeah. Are you going to cast it underwater? You feel like if you cast it underwater, the fog would dissipate. So you might wait until you get to, uh, if there is a staircase, you might wait until you get to a part where you can emerge from the water and cast it at the top of that water, basically. Yes, that's, that's what I'll do. All right. Okay. As you swim, because of the the fin kicking up so much uh, algae uh, and so on, and you're also still trying not to get... Although there's less movement, the trunk is still very large. And probably now that you're up close, you realize it's probably 30 foot in circumference, the trunk at the top, near the top of the water. you It's very thick with algae, which is why you guys didn't see the entrance um, underneath. But you swim closer and you realize uh, there is a patch of algae that is floating on the top of the water that looks like it's been arranged in a certain way and it has your, the Simic Combine's guild symbol on. So you realize this is an, an entrance to the thing. So you would need to probably push against the algae because it's probably on a, uh, almost like a trap door of some kind. So, um, but this is generally what 
most of the entrances to labs look like underneath. Mantil takes her tentacles and um, begins to push. Kut, are you going to cast your fog cloud through the hole as the trapdoor opens? Fog, smoke, <laughs> entrance, dramatics. <laughs> All right. Uh, you push against the, um, the trapdoor. It, it opens quite easily, easily and seamlessly. It's probably... It's, it's large enough for you to go through one, one person at a time. Uh, and there is a... Once the trapdoor's open, it's kind of like a swimming pool. So this is not the nicest lab because usually they, like the, like the Zonot, have a nice staircase leading into a grotto, which you can then swim in out of. However, this one, it's like a swimming pool. You're going to have to hoist yourself up on the ledge and like half body, uh, legs. Okay, maybe that's just how I get out of a swimming pool. Wow. <laughs> but, that's definitely that how I get out of one. But, I'm um, just like plop beach whale. But like, uh, 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 made it. <laughs> uh, no, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. <laughs> so um, the you can see the lab wasn't actually built for visitors. If it's built like that, it's usually, it's usually built by a scientist who wants to be quite private. This looks like very strange uh, laboratory for prime biomancer. My laboratory looks much nicer than this. She's like looking like she takes like one of her tentacles like, you know, when someone is like trying to check the dust in a place. <laughs> and, like, the dirt. So you just have like a tentacle go like sweep on the floor and like... As she, uh, she looks at the algae and she's like, this is disgusting. <laughs> As you uh, open the trapdoor and then you tentacle, tentacle on each side yeah. and like raise yourself up like floating with using your tentacles. You would also know that perhaps the reason why it's not so open for visitors is this uh, laboratory is in another guild's main House. area. It's in the Golgari's like main area. And so maybe... Uh, the lab they've discussed with the Golgari to have it here and, you know, obviously said, look, we won't get that many visitors. We'll keep it, the noise down. We'll be nice neighbors. Maybe that's I promise why. the crisis won't <laughs> kill anyone. Look. <laughs> Unless um, you want them to. <laughs> what is your order of emerging? Uh, would So Mantil obviously went first. Mm. Um, uh, okay, so as Mantil is opening the trapdoor, Mantil is going, and then I would suggest Azar would have to come next to cast the fog cloud. Yeah. Then followed by? Well, I would wait for um, the... I would wait for Leah to uh, surface first. Okay, Leah would go next. And then Daria would come. Yes, last. and then Daria would, would uh, jump out. So as the trapdoor opens, it opens with ease... Um, Mantil gets out using the tentacles to raise herself up and out. Uh, Azar, you gonna do uh, chest, legs, body, <laughs> swimming pool? Get uh, out. Prob probably hand first to let the if that's where the fog comes out. Where does the fog come from first? So hand. Uh, yeah. So as the trapdoor goes, you just see a blue hand reaching <laughs> up as as fog explodes from the blue hand. And then the other hand is like hoist, so it's like one of those half hoist, like like you know, like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Mantil will will like pick Leah up with her tentacle and like plop out. It's like you are not suited for the water, young one. The the fog uh, 
has covered quite a lot of the area you're in. Everyone else is coming up. You're all sort of standing around the trap door as you come out. So you come out and each make space for the others to get through. You are in the second lowest level of uh, a lab. So most labs are built very similarly. Um, this one has basically, uh, it's because most labs are almost built like a, a conch, like a conch shell. So they have a small, small base, wider, um, middle floors and smaller top floors. Um, so this floor, uh, there's basically the trapdoor entrance and you would all know that usually this floor is the entrance into the subterranean. So not much is there usually, but once you're all up, are you closing the trapdoor? Yeah. Uh, you close the trapdoor. As you close the trapdoor, some of the smell dissipates, uh, that rotting smell. Um, you can hear a thudding and the floor is shuddering which you assume is from the Crassus trying to hit against the middle floor's um, dome. Uh, you can see looking out the window. So although you're covered in fog, you can see vaguely um, out into the distance. You can see more of the uh, Crassus's body. You also see a blue orb hanging. This blue orb, what is this thing? This is interesting. I haven't seen a Crassus make something like this before. Leah's not going to say anything. She's just going to let you believe she, that yep. this, I is, wonder okay. if this crisis can do make blue balls. Um. <laughs> I wonder if it lays it like an egg. Okay. Um, you, you know that there is a staircase uh, from where you are in the trapdoor, a staircase to your right that will lead to the next level. And the next level is usually uh, sort of the, the sleeping quarters. And then the level above that, which would be the main level and the level that goes to uh, sort of land, if it's near land, um, would be where a lot of the science experiments uh, happens. And then above that would be sort of kitchens, uh, some more quarters and so on. And then at the, the upper level above that, would be some more uh, space for scientific research. And at the top would be sort of the scientific research area, but where people keep their notes and keep their most uh, secretive things at the, at the top level. And you would know that they would also keep the most secretive experiments above the living quarters and so on, because the Simic Combine gets along with the rest of Ravnica. Because basically your task in Ravnica, so each guild is there for a reason and they have a, a task to make Ravnica a, a balanced place. place. Um, and basically the Simic Combine's main purpose, uh, as far as the rest of Ravnica is concerned, is we're here to look at public health. So we're, we're doctors, we're, we're that kind of... Um, Guild? A research guild. But, I mean, you know, you don't want to have your growth chambers that are growing weird fetuses and super soldiers uh, visible to anybody who's just like, hey, I, I wanted to visit a summit combine because I've got a, 
I've got a touch of the flu. <laughs> you want to be like, yes, I have something for that. It's right here next to my growing amphibious fetus. His so, name is George. George the fetus. Jorge, Jorge the fetus. <laughs> um, so you would know that that is the usual setup for the lab. Uh, so this bottom floor looks no different other than the entrance to the water is not ideal. You can feel, as I said, you can feel it shuddering. Uh, you would know that the glass is actually not glass. It's it's a reinforced, um, almost shell-like material that uh, the Simic Combine has created, um, which is shed from uh, a large crassus that is made ma mostly it's lobster and... Oh, like a carapace. Yeah, like a carapace. So the building material is a carapace that a uh, breed of crassus that the Simic Combine makes sheds, basically. So it's cross lobster and snail. Um, but you can all feel that this lab is probably not going to withstand much more. And it looks like it's being... Uh, from what you saw, Leah, the way it's getting hit by the Crassus's arm is on the main floor. Okay. Right. What do you guys do? It's foggy. There, there doesn't appear to be anyone else in the room. Um, I do a shimmy into legs. Uh, and she, oh. uh, So uh, Daria sits on the ledge of the trapdoor with her fin hanging out, and then she sort of shakes off her fin into, into legs. Um, and then Matiel is, is drawing this very, like, inspired. I ready my spear and get take a defensive stance, um, you know, just sort of almost protectively around the group. Well, in front of the group. Okay, so you're going to head towards the staircase first? Yes. Leah's going to follow. Yeah, Mantil is is following, um, quietly going, Mr. Radu, are you here? Um, uh, and then Zara's going to follow Mantil. <laughs> uh, are you bringing your fog cloud with you? Um, well, she's going to actually follow facing the, the crisis. crisis. Um, so facing the outer edge. Yes, facing facing the crisis. Just like, you know, like bringing the, the fog with her until we get to like the doorway and everyone's disappeared up the stairs. Okay, it's the bottom level is quite small. The bottom level is probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is at its widest uh, 50 feet across. So the room is quite small and the widest part of it is against the cliff face and then it forms out in a circle in a semicircle and the semicircle area is the part that faces the crassus. Oh okay the semicircle okay so it, it Yeah so the staircase is in the back against the cliff face. So this lab was built against the cliff face. Okay and the crassus can't see us anyway. Well no also because it's so large you're probably where its hips are. If ah, okay. it had hips, so its head His is like crisis, hips high up above. <laughs> you, you probably realize your f cloud of fog is more useful for 
protecting you and hiding you from stuff inside the lab. Inside, okay, all right. Um, she like AKA baby crisis <laughs> closes or finishes off the spell and follows Mantille. As you go up the spiral staircase, you come to uh, lower level one and you enter in a corridor. And within the corridor, you see slightly further down, there is a living space. However, there's three rooms, um, two off to the left and one past the living space to the right. The staircase does continue uh, up. But because of the way the, the lab is shaped and the fact that it's smaller at the bottom and larger at the top, the staircase actually came out slightly closer to the center of this floor because it, this floor is wider than the floor below it. Uh, you take left, we take right? I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay. Okay, who's going left, sorry? I'm going uh, left. You're going left? Yeah. Do you you're want to go left right. or right? I don't mind. We are, I'll just go You're squishy, you. you'll come with me. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to hear yourselves over the booming... Of the Crassus's pounding. God, what got into this Crassus cereal this morning? Jeez. Um, Azar gestures to the right and starts walking towards the right. Who is going to the first door? Uh, so I'm going left, yeah. Okay, so actually the first person to come to a door would be Doria because in the corridor, uh, the corridor from the staircase leads out onto lower level one. And on the left are two doors. Uh, following the corridor a little bit is the living room area. And then there is the, the room on the right, in inverted commas, because the corridor curves to the right. So uh, as Daria says, she's going left. She walks a few steps from the staircase and opens the door to the room. You would still be in the corridor walking past her. Okay. Is there anyone inside the room? Daria, as you open the room, uh, you're expecting to sort of see some, potentially some people use this area for mm. continued science um, areas. So sometimes there are growth chambers with homunculi, there are tables, uh, you know, there's accoutrement, things like that. However, this room, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Uh, sorry, there's a really beautiful map in the book, and I usually use theater of the mind, but I'm I'm using the map to count the actual size, which is probably better because I've once said a a a, a wall was like four stories high. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being what was it? It was Six supposed to be high. two stories, but it ended up being sixty feet. And then, yeah, guys, and then I was, remember uh, I'm the DM. This is my world. It's, <laughs> like, it's this it's, high. The wall is high. There are, uh, a growth chamber probably takes about 10 feet um, in circumference. As you open the door, you realize there's only about, you can only take three more steps into the room. The room is filled with probably about eight growth chambers. Everything has been taken out of it. And within the growth chambers are the Dulcans, um, this room is filled with Vidalcans who are undergoing the process of uh, being turned into guardians. Okay. Um, they seem serene. Okay. Eight of them, you yeah. said. 
So you guys can also see this as okay. you walk past the room. If you look to the left, you see. May I sort of do an invest, like sort of like make either an in, like an investigation check or something because I was involved in a in in the Guardian projects to sort of see what the status is on how far this experiment is or. Okay, roll it for me. What am I running? Investigation or intelligence or? Roll. Investigation or history for me, whichever one is higher for you. 17. Uh, which one did you roll just so that Investigation. I don't know As you look closer at the, at the chambers, you see that, what languages can you speak? Uh, common, Merfolk and Elven. Okay, let me just check, consult the orb of Watsi, just to see what uh, language this uh, Character Radu would have used. The orb was he not Vidokan? Now available on uh, what's it? Onyx stone tablets. <laughs> <laughs> Onyx stone tablets everywhere. Make sure to get yours now. T's and C's apply. <laughs> the much more reputable sister of Biuk. So, uh, for those of you who don't know our podcast. Uh, Actually, uh, whenever we need to check the rule book, we use uh, the school of Biuk, which is basically book. a disreputable school that taught two of our characters magic. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how well that is going. Yeah, and the one turned her teacher into a pot plant. So, I mean, let's be real. Shane, that wasn't Oriole's fault. <laughs> okay, so it's written in... So, Loxodon, the language is Loxodon, so... You would know Loxodons are elephantine human, humanoids. You, you, they're quite common in Ravnica. Yeah, they essentially look basically like an elephant, uh, if an elephant walked on two legs. Mm -hmm. So it's written in Loxodon underneath each uh, growth chamber. There are some notes on... Um, of, of various kinds so some say uh reacted badly to initial stage but is progressing well okay but i wouldn't be able to read them anyway well yeah. i would recognize that oh this is loxodon but that's about as far as if i had to I comprehend go. language would you i be, would able, be able, to? able to understand it yes yeah okay can i i'm just gonna and i was supposed to go with um well, you guys walk past it and yeah. you can see and you into saw, the room. Yeah. So okay, if yeah, you so, wanted to investigate so the room I would now. have said, does anybody, is anybody fluent in Loxodonian? And you still make up hear a word? the deep thudding booming coming from above you. Yeah. And shaking the entire building. Um, I then comprehend language, cast comprehend language and yeah. While she's doing that, can Mantil check to see what they are being um, hybridized with? What creatures? Mantil would have to lean your head in because the room is actually quite filled with these growth chambers. So with um, Daria and Leah in both in the room, you'd have to sort of peep your head through. She, it's like tentacle, tentacle face. <laughs> tentacle, <laughs> tentacle face. Um, it's... They don't seem to have any additional appendages okay. or anything like that. However, their skin is ever so faintly spotted. Okay. Spotted. Like an eel? 
Uh, yeah, like an eel. Um, but this is not an, a generic combination no. you've seen for a Simic hybrid. So they must be doing something new here. Um, when you read, you see that in Loxodon, it's written various uh, progressed well, but all of them at the end of the report, at the bottom of the growth chamber, says progressing well uh, is ready for release imminently. Okay. Um, um, do you communicate Azar, what are you this? Doing? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I do. Um, I communicate well, Azar to doesn't want to. Uh, she doesn't want to go by herself to the next door. So she's kind of waited uh, where she was, like as she was going past, waiting for them to finish, so that she can go to that last door. You start to sense that while you're waiting and you're looking out in into the building, you're seeing that the shaking is is potentially. Because as you look back to the cliff face, you see it's potentially making the building Cooler. unsound. And it looks like it's shaking and almost moving a little bit away from the cliff face. So you realize if the thumping doesn't stop soon, the entire laboratory will fall off the cliff face. Okay. Um, so she goes, hey, 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 people. What? This lab is going to fall off. We need to get going or we need to find some control center to put that thing to sleep. Okay. Uh, has anyone seen Biomancer Rudo? No? Check next door quickly. Maybe move up yeah. floors. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, okay. okay. So, you, somebody come with me. I need to check this door on the right. I come with you. You, you also all imagine that because there's a crisis happening in the laboratory Everyone in the lab would probably be there. Mm. Mm. So you realize it's on the main floor. Yeah. Uh, which is one floor above you. Okay. okay. So are you going to continue down the corridor? There's still two more rooms to check in this area, but... Uh, Mantille will go for the first one. So as you continue down the corridor, there's a room on the left. You open it. Yes. Filled with growth chambers as well. Do I... This one has elves inside it. They also are slightly spotted. spotted. Okay. okay. Uh -huh. And then on the right where Azar was heading to originally? Azar, as you come around the corner, you see a, a living area, but it looks as if it hasn't been used in a very long time. There's basically a couch there and a small uh, decorative pool. And then as you come around the room to the, to the right, uh, you see it's a, a much larger room. And this one is also filled with growth chambers. This one probably has... 14 in them and this one has humans inside the growth chambers um every every uh person inside a growth chamber looks quite serene and if you take the time to read it leah they all sort of say very similar things okay perfect um it's worth noting that this is probably the most growth growth chambers for the guardian project that you've seen mm. in one lab of mm. this size yeah, and for it to and you're not only be on the second in the guild is a little bit strange. And you're only on lower level two. This this is a lot. This is a lot of guardians. I was born in a growth chamber that was. The thumping is continuing. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I was born in a growth chamber that only had four of us. But this is a lot. Should we wake them up? Everyone, please make a deck saving throw. Twenty-three. Uh, I have. No, I don't have advantage, not on decks. 14. 
10, uh, 12. Everyone except the merfolk falls to the floor as the entire lab shudders and you hear quite a loud groan come from the area of the cliff face. It's the sound of sort of a structure straining. Oh, dear. And you, at the same time, you hear this a snapping sound, which is the sound of the carapace breaking on the outside. Okay. Because, because it's not glass, it doesn't make a shatter sound. Mm. It makes a snap. Okay. We need to, to get up. out of here. Main floor, time to go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We need to go. Okay, okay, so you're going to head run. back to the spiral staircase because yes. it's the same one yeah. you were on previously. Yeah. Um, what is your marching orders? Well, since I was already standing, I would have left first. Yeah, Mantio will be following behind. Everyone sort of gets up. Yeah. Okay, so I it's... be last because she was further down. Yes, yeah, Azar was further down. So it goes Daria, Mantio, Leah, Azar. Yeah. As you progress up the spiral staircase... You expecting to come out into uh, the main level, which usually has a lobby with uh, three swimming, three decorative pools in it, and an entranceway to to the landmass, so a door opening out to the landmass, and a meeting room on the on the left. So this is sort of the face of the of the uh, lab to the world. However, this one. You had thought you'd come up against the next level and find a door in the cliff leading out mm. to a, a sort of suspended walkway on the cliff or something like that. Yeah. However, the it's just a blank wall behind you, so there's no way to get onto the cliff face from here. And this lobby, looking out across from from where you are, so the cliff face is behind you, looking across to Towards the the, the window, the carapace, mm -hmm. you see that it has indeed cracked on the far edges closest to the cliff. It is splintered, but in the center, looking directly ahead of you, because uh, this floor is even larger than the floor below it, so the staircase is now comes up right in the middle behind the lobby desk, where the lobby desk should be you see an eye, a large yellow eye that takes up the entire crack uh, in the hole in the carapace. Uh, that's probably the height of the room is probably, it's quite cavernous, this, this floor. So it's probably 20, 20 feet high. And it's very large wide. It's also semicircular in structure. So a 20-foot eyeball. eyeball is looking at you, and you can see next to the eyeball is the beginning of the mouth crease, and a giant tusk is coming down from the top lip, and a giant tusk is coming next to it up from the bottom lip, but not up towards the face, but at a jagged angle outwards. In, in the room. So that's what you see outside and what the carapace looks like. In the room itself, you can, uh, you can now smell that decomposing smell again as air is coming, stale air is coming in through the hole. Um, you also smell rotting meat, which you assume is coming from the Crassus's mouth. 
because the tusks are so large, its mouth doesn't completely close. And in the room is a loxodon uh, who is dressed in leathers uh, with a blacksmith's apron, which you know quite a lot of the biomancers wear. Mm -hmm. And he does have the guild insignia. It's a, it's a male loxodon. And next to the male loxodon is a divkaran female with greenish skin and copper, copper hair. Uh, the loxodon is white, is ivory looking, and its uh, tusks bleed into its, its skin tone. And the divkaran is wearing almost, it looks like it's wearing armor almost made out of bark. Just like with Zagana, you're unsure what is skin and what is what is um part of, okay. of this mm. person. Um scattered around the room are probably eight eight different um research assistants. Uh some are human, uh I'd say three are human, one is a goblin and that's four, and then two are Elves and two are Vidalcan. And they're scattered around the room and they all have um, sort of javelins out. And so the goblin actually has a trident, which is uh, goblin sized. <laughs> and they're all heading towards. So basically a fork. Yeah, mm. he's, got a, he's got a large fork. A large fork. As they're sort of heading towards the, the Crassus. Um, and then around the edges of the of the room nearest the carapace, um, you see there's no walls in this, uh, on this floor. Normally there would be a wall to demarcate the, the meeting room and there would be the three decorative pools. There's none of that. It's quite sparse. It's like a warehouse almost. And along the edges are, I'd say, across the whole semicircle, maybe 60 growth chambers. Oh, my God. Filled oh, with... Humans, elves, and Vidalcans. And where the crack is, I'd say eight growth chambers have also been smashed. And okay. one of the growth chambers, a Vidalcan is gasping for air as they fall out of the, the fluid. Mm -hmm. uh, the other seven are not moving. And you can see that the Crassus's tongue is trying to lick, pull... You can see it's starting to open its maw and its tongue is retracting back towards the back of its um, jaw so that it can bring the tongue into the hole to pull out uh, some of the, the bodies. And you hear the, the um, Dev Corrin shout, Radu, we must defend the growth chambers at all costs. And then she shouts to all the, all the research assistants, the the carapace will not hold. Kill the crassus. And she's going to start striding forward and her hands are going to start glowing. Okay. Uh, Mantille is going to go straight for the, the was it a Vidalcan that was gasping for air? But yes. But at this point, I'm going to ask everyone okay. to please roll initiative. Initiative. That was terrible. Just, just as well, because I was about to start some. Oh, my goodness. No, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, guys, no, initiative is a bad one. 
14. I think we are in shock with a 20-foot eyeball. Okay. Uh, uh, I got a four, y'all. Oh, good job. I you also did. got a four. Okay, hold on. Oh, I we just all need got to four. Consult, consult the orc of one. Not you. The orc of what? The orc of what? I'm your translator. More the orc. Just say my name's Dobby. As I just um, get every every character that's in the room's initiative. My greatness, that's going to take a while. Guys, a 20-foot eyeball. Can you just imagine? A 20-foot eyeball. We're in Kakas. Yeah, we that really is are. a very large eyeball. And if it is a mix of what I think it is, which is like a walrus, a, to- a turtle, and a crocodile, none of them have big eyes. What is the thing that has the big eyes that is making this thing so big? A squid. A giant <gasps> squid. The mantilla is like this squid. As a Vidalcan, I guess I probably agree. But uh, as an African, as a black person from Africa, I was like, guys, don't mess with things. Nah, just leave them. <laughs> <laughs> so as a player character, you're like, guys, why are we mixing yeah. mixing juju? But as a, as a, as a character, you're like, of, yes. She's part of the hold fast faction of, of the... But as a Vidalcan, I might be slightly intrigued. <laughs> yes. As a real me would never walk into Mike problems Davis. like this. What did you guys get for your initiative? Sorry, I was rolling a lot of people. It's a four. Uh, four for Leah. Four for Azar. Four, four for Azar. Okay, who has the fastest decks? What is your dex modifiers, guys? Mm, also, my deal also Damn, I got a 13. Okay, so Azar, you go before Leah. What did you get? Four, and my dexterity is 14. <laughs> okay. Come on. So, uh, Mantil... Uh, because you were in front of mm-hmm. um, Azar coming up the stairs, you'll go before Azar. Okay. Guys, how did you all get four? Marawai. Maybe we're 14? in shock. It's a huge eye. I feel like you're mm-hmm. all working together as a clade really well. Yeah. Um, 14. <laughs> oh, okay, but someone had to be like messing with the system a monk, and, get, okay. <laughs> and get 14. To and be fair, I think the three of us are working as a clade very well as an equal shock do things at the same time. And then the merfolk is like, what is happening? Just do something. Guys, why are you being lazy? I'm a deep sage. I'm permanently in deep thought. So I'm ready, guys. I'm ready. She probably Honestly, thinks the I'm rest of us even, are useless. I'm not even sure if she's seen the eye. Probably not. I saw it. Did I, you? I did. I just haven't had a chance to to say anything yet because there was a lot of describing happening. No, I'm just, <laughs> you're a deep sage. You keep thinking about things that you're like, oh, yes, we are in the lab now. We're going to do the things. It's like all of us are like eyeball and you're like, yes, we must She's probably like, look the at these people. The <laughs> so interested in an eyeball. It's just an eyeball. You hear almost like a small scritching sound against the carapace as you see... As you hear the a shout coming from the car from outside the carapace, okay, and you see landing on because where the eyeball ends, there's a slight lid across the top around the eye and the top of the head, and you see just as the shout comes, you see a a human guardian land um, on top of the head of the of the crasses as they jump you see their forearms have spiked spikes in them as well as also coming from their shoulders are almost like lobster claws coming from their shoulders over and above their uh, arms which 
you assume were used to grapple against the, the carapace as it lands on top of the crassus and it's going to attack the crassus. That will hit. And it does 1d6 damage with its uh, claws and it gets to do a bonus grapple because it's grappling appendages, but I'm going to say it can't grapple. Something that is as big as a building? A 70-foot thing. And as the the human jumps across, uh, it shouts, For the clade! And and jumps onto on top of the crassus. That then brings it to the crassus, which is going to try and take its tongue as it pulls its tongue back from... Um, into the back of its mouth, open its opens its maw. As it does so, you get the air becomes hot in the room, and there is a distinct smell of rotting meat over and above rotting vegetation. Because oh, I yuck. just got like goosebumps. <coughs> it's so is disgusting. This? As oh. it rolled a two to attack, <laughs> so its its tongue comes, but because there's something on its on its head, it didn't open its maw that wide and so it couldn't get its tongue past its its tusks which are blocking almost like prism bars yeah. it's blocking the tongue from coming out and it makes the a sound almost of like and with the sight almost gurgling sound as its tongue is flopping about in its mouth this that thing is like giant trash compactor yes is this why Grogels are involved? That brings it to the Loxon, who turns and hears that you're speaking and sees that you are from the Simic uh, combine, because one of you is a Simic hybrid, and shouts, kill the Crassus, its research is not necessary, and then um, rushes forward and picks up a warhammer from a table, because there are tables, uh, sort of lab tables, scattered around the room. He picks up a war hammer from there and he tries to attack the Crassus, which he does. And then he does seven plus five, 13 points of damage as he slams his war hammer into the Crassus's tusk. That then brings it to all the extra people as they all attack, uh, so all the, the humans, the the goblin with his fork, and the elves and the Vidalcans. My tail is like writing furiously. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna average out, so I'm gonna roll four times to attack, and then I'll give two people to attack on each roll. So six of the attacks go through, and because they're small and they're poking at the, at the underside of the jaw, it looks like they're all naming, aiming for the the jugular of the crassus, which is quite easy to reach um, from from the hole in the carapace, as they all do twenty points of damage, and they're all it's it's hard to hear what other people are shouting as it as the crassus is making the sound as its tongue is flopping about in its maw. That then brings it to. How's it? Hello, it's Tristan here. Thank you for listening to our very special Ravnica episode. This is the end of part one. This three-hour game originally aired on the official Wizards of the Coast D&D channel, Dungeon Delve, as part of the Ravnicasts. If you want to check out the full first cut, hop on over and give it a listen there on their channel while you're there. 
listen to the entire ensemble of podcasts. There are some gems. Also, Greg Tito says, dum dum die like a boss. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with us, find us on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter under Dum Dum Die, D U M D U M D I E. We read emails at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com, and writing us a young review on iTunes does us a ton of good, so if you feel the need, please do. What awaits the Simic Combine Clade? Can they survive a Krakus that big? And what is underway with Radu and his scientific experiments? Find out in the second part of our Ravnica one shot.